Have you ever wondered if you could make a difference? This podcast brings you inspirational people who are making a tremendous difference. We will also be talking to experts in the field of creating the mindset you need so that nothing holds you back from making your vision a reality right now. Welcome to the Game Changers Podcast. And now, here's your host, Michelle Dutro. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Game Changer Podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I'm your host. And this is really uniquely fun for me this week because I don't think I have ever said on this podcast that I am interviewing uh, someone, actually a couple, two unique things. There's two people on this show, which I've never done before. And the other is that I am getting to talk to people that I have been a bit of a cyber stalker to. I don't know that they realize that, but I have been. And I'm not really a cyber stalker to too many people, but to these two, I have been. So to backtrack... For those of you that have listened to this podcast since the very beginning, my very first guest was Cole Hatter, and it was all about the Thrive Conference that he had coming up. And so since then, I've stayed fairly connected to a lot of the folks in this group, in this Thrive community, if you will. And uh, Nicholas and Amanda are part of that community. When I say cyber stalking, here's how I mean that. These two, I could interview, in my opinion, on any one of three topics, certainly health and fitness. This is their forte. It's uh, really what they are such an inspiration on. We're going to hit on that. Another one is on just straight up motivation. If you were to listen to somebody who is going to get you going in the morning and get your head on straight and really stay with the right mindset, they would also be that. Now, if you also want to talk to somebody on what it takes to make a relationship work and what love looks like, I could interview them on that too. So there's no shortage of things for us to chat about. We're going to hit all three topics during our next half hour together. But suffice it to say, I am thrilled to speak to them because like I said, I've been a behind the scenes stalker of them for quite some time. So I'm honored to have them. Let me uh, turn it over for a second and let them say hello to you. And if you both would be so kind to share with the audience exactly what you're doing right now in your very young lives. Oh, well, thank you, Michelle. That means so, so much to us. And I I know we could talk about so many different topics. So I'm glad that we can uh, touch on all of them today. Yeah, it means so much to us that, uh, you know, the words obviously that you spoke and we're so honored to the people that are listening right now that you guys are giving us your time because time is more valuable than money. And what we specialize in right now and what we're doing with our lives is basically just refining and inspiring people to go after their dreams. And the way we do that is through equipping them in their health, making them the most confident uh, person that loves themselves the most so that they can control themselves. And from there, they can control the other situations in their life. So, and that all came from a story that I'm sure we'll get into here soon. Well, in fact, we're going to get into that so soon. We're going to jump into that right now. So, I I will have um, links to everything that they're doing on show notes, but to me, some of the most inspirational stories come from people's backstory, that what they're doing now, if you looked at a picture of them live, if you could see them, and this was on YouTube instead of a podcast, you'd see that they are, quite frankly, gorgeous, um, young, fit, healthy, vibrant individuals. And so it would be very easy to think, oh, this has just been their whole life. They were probably young athletes. They've always been very um, you know, health and fitness focused. 
And so when you find out that they have a backstory that's not exactly that truth, then here comes the inspiration for anybody listening who maybe is in a place where they know they need to make a change as it relates to their overall health, and they've either hit roadblocks or they don't think they can do it or they just haven't found the right inspiration. So here's where I want to turn it over to that story and what your journey has been and how you got to doing what you're doing. Yeah. So thank you, Michelle. So I'll, I'll kind of make mine a little bit quicker because, um, you know, both of us are sharing our story here. We could probably go on for hours on it. So I did grow up as an athlete. Um, I grew up in Ohio and I was very active, you know, fitness was always something that I was a part of cause I was very competitive in sports, was going to go to college for volleyball. Uh, but I ate terrible. I had no idea what health was. Um, I thought that pizza was healthy. Um, that's what I was taught. So like that was my nutrition guidance. And so when I stopped being active, I gained about 25 pounds and I was like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? Like, this is crazy. And I had no idea how to lose it. I was just, you know, um, I was very familiar with the whole diet world and I'm just not that type of person. I was like, I'm not doing a diet. Like I'll just, I guess I'll just stay overweight, like, because those don't work and everyone who does them get gains the weight back. So, um, moving out here to California, you know, meeting Nicholas who was watching me stuff my face with waffles and pizza because I was, a, I'm Italian. So I love my Italian food. And he was like, Oh my gosh, you know, what is this girl eating? So finally I came to a point where I was like, you know what? I need to make a change. And I turned to him and I said, Nicholas, like put me on a plan, keep me accountable. And I'm going to do this thing. And, um, cause him and his friend were living a very healthy lifestyle. They were super fit. And, um, I knew that I wanted to make a change because I wanted to feel confident in my body. I wanted to, to show up better. I wanted to feel better. And that, um, that changed everything for me because then that made me really aware and passionate about this whole subject of health and fitness. And that's been my journey for the last five years of helping other people discover that transformation in their life. Yeah. And my, my story started pretty young and I always have to start back when I was two years old, just to give you context on the fact that I wanted to be number one. Like I always wanted to be this guy that was, you know, out there doing something great. Like when I watched the Olympics that would just pass, uh, since like everyone's been watching it the whole time, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, what's going to be my gold medal, right? Like I was born to have a gold medal. I was born to do something great. And so at two years old, I was the youngest kid in the world to start racing bicycles. And I like, now it's different because they have these little pedal bikes and all that. But at the time, I was the youngest kid in the world. And then at five years old, I started racing motocross. And that was like my goal for life, right? I, I remember riding and just wishing that people were watching me because I was pushing myself so hard and just thinking, if I'm pushing myself this hard, I must be doing well. So I hope people are watching. And at 12 years old, you know, I really wanted to, I decided that that's what I wanted to do with my life was to become a pro motocross racer. I was never the best student. Um, right around 12 is when I all of a sudden started to talk back as well. So like, unlike Amanda, where she kind of followed the rules, did everything perfect, got straight A's. I was kind of the kid that didn't really do anything with school because I couldn't focus on anything that wasn't pertaining to my actual goal in life. So my goal at that point was like, I'm going to race motocross and that's it. Um, but I had some insecurities growing up. I always had basically little things that I just didn't like about myself where I just felt insecure. I remember always changing really quick. You know, when we got to the beach, I'd always put on a shirt, right? We have to change into our beach clothes and living in San Diego, you have, you have the pressures of going to the pool, going to the beach year round. 
And so I remember having those little pressures, but I remember coming home from school and feeling really vulnerable about my dad at the time. We just didn't have the best relationship. I was just, you know, a really soft kid at the time. I was pretty insecure, like I said. And my dad was very dominant, very aggressive in a good way where he, you know, he'd go out there and show his, like his alpha male spirit. And I just couldn't handle it at the time. And so I remember wanting to tell him that, dad, I want to be number one in motocross. And at the time we weren't giving enough effort. We weren't putting in the work. We weren't doing the things to make that happen. And that was my only way that I could think of to make him actually do this with me. And so I went up to him. I remember stepping into my garage, one step, two step, three step into my garage. I'm following him out because I would always follow him out in the garage and try to hang out with him. And I was like, dad, I want to be the best. We need to practice. And he turns around, he looks at me and he says, you'll never be the best. And I just remember that moment just completely crumbling everything inside of me. It was almost like I was almost there on my own, but I had a string of hope left that it was possible. And because I was just right on the edge, I didn't have confidence in myself. I didn't know who I was. It just struck me right in the heart. I didn't talk to my dad for two and a half years. I went and lived with my mom. I ended up dropping from a 3.4 to a 1.8 GPA. Uh, I ended up having to go to summer school. I ended up uh, gaining 60 pounds. So pretty much everything in my entire life just crumbled down to a zero really early. And keep in mind that I started my first business when I was about 11. Right, so we were doing lawn care. I was already a business owner. My dad's always been a business owner, but all that got stripped away with me or from me with my confidence, with the fact that I was so low on self-esteem, the fact that I gained 60 pounds. 60 pounds was the biggest indicator that I was like never gonna do anything again. I stayed in my house for four years. I didn't go outside. I hate going to the pool. I was so pasty white. I was so overweight. I was so insecure. And it wasn't until one moment that this kid came to school with this colorful bag. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Why do you, I don't even know why I did this. I don't like, maybe people are listening right now and they're, they're listening and they're like, going to have this mindset shift just like I did. I had no clue why this happened, but he brought out this colorful bag of this stuff called fruit. And he said he was on a meal plan from his trainer to help him weigh in at the correct weight. Cause he was a boxer. And all of a sudden it just shifted for me. I was like, I could do that. That's fine. I went home. I told my mom to buy me all that fruit. Uh, two weeks later, just of eating the fruit, I never talked to the kid again in my entire life. I was down 12 pounds in two weeks. That gave me the motivation to start getting in my mom's elliptical for five minutes a day. And then I was 50 pounds down in six months without any type of working out. I never made it past five minutes on the elliptical. So if you can go more than five minutes, then you're further than me. And from there, you know, that gave me the confidence to be able to put myself in situations to meet my wife, gave me the confidence and the motivation and the energy to start my business. Pretty much everything that I've done in my life stemmed from that exact moment. And if I didn't take action in that moment, I would not be where I'm at today. Being able to, I worked with Navy SEALs for two and a half years and trained with them and obviously got to marry the beautiful wife of my dreams and now start the company of my dreams as well. And uh, I'm just so blessed to be where I'm at. So Nicholas, take me back to that conversation about, okay, what the heck is that colorful stuff in that bag that you're eating? How old were you then? So I was uh, 16, almost 17. And in your life then, did you have any other supporters? Did you have any friends, any relatives, anybody that was on your side that when you started kind of dropping a little bit of weight that showed up in support of you or were you truly on your own? Yeah, I was pretty much on my own. You know, my mom was always like uh, really passive, you know, neutral, where she, if I wanted to eat bad, she would let me eat bad. And if I wanted to eat good, she would kind of help me, you know, just tell her what to buy. So uh, at that, like, 
up to me kind of thing, you know, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And so no one else was really, you know, I still wasn't talking to my dad at the time, um, because I just didn't feel comfortable. You know, he's always been fit, always had a six pack. And I just felt like I was the oddball out that I was screwing up. I wasn't as good. Uh, I wasn't born with the genetics. I wasn't born the same way he was. So no one around was supportive. Uh, actually I had to eat a lot of meals by myself. Uh, whether it was at my mom's or my dad's house. Um, I had a stepmom and a stepdad. And I literally had to say, no, I'm sorry, I don't eat that. And I had to sit there and make my own stuff and uh, and do my own grind. I didn't have no Facebook ad. I didn't have no podcast that came out and inspired me and gave me a chance to do the right thing. I starved myself. I didn't know how to work out. I didn't know what to eat. I would eat, I would eat spinach by itself for as a meal with nothing on it, with no fork, just with my hands. So uh, I had nobody out there that was willing to show me what to do that I could trust. So you're going through that phase and what happens because there's a big delta between the person who's in your words, you know, pasty white sitting in the house eating, you know, cheese puffs, whatever it is, is a way of life to now you're starting to eat fruit and anything that you can get your hands on that even remotely looks healthy to truly becoming um, an expert in the field of health and fitness and wellness. What was the trigger point of saying, this isn't just what I'm doing. This is a way of life and it's a way of life I want to help others with. Oh, it was right away because I knew right then that I was never, ever going back. And just something shifted inside of me where I just felt like I had control. You know, I was still eating mini corn dogs and uh, potato skins for dinner. Like My mom still cooked the same thing. My mom didn't cook meals. My mom would cook maybe once a week. And so we would just get schwans where you throw it in the oven. It's already pre-made. Mini corn dogs, potato skins. We'd have that meal probably three, four times a week. And I was still eating the same old crap. I was just sitting there going, okay, I'm not going to eat 10 of these things. I'm going to eat three and I'm going to have a couple bites of this. And that's the only thing I knew how to do at the time, right? I didn't have control over anything. So at that point, after I saw the results, that's when I was like, there's no freaking way I'm ever going back. Uh, it didn't go perfect because I didn't know what to do. I had no support. And so it took me two years of going kind of up and down, not being confident in who I was. I mean, I was, I had a six pack, keep in mind, at age 18, right after this. And I still wore an undershirt every single day because I was so used to the insecurities. It was so comfortable for me to think that, oh, this makes me look better. I can't show who I actually am. And so it took me two years to get over that. And it wasn't until I actually hired a coach of my own is when I really got to get full confidence in who I was, get take control of my actual body, and now be able to t- uh, help other people do the same thing. So Amanda, let's flip this over to you. So, you know, you uh, kind of called yourself a, a, an Italian food junkie back in the day. Yes. <laughs> when you cross paths with Nicholas, was there a tipping point? Was it just a gradual thing of, you know, I, this just doesn't feel good? Uh, I, I, I just kind of feel stodgy and slow. Or was there a, an absolute day that you can look back and say, this is a moment where every single thing shifted? Yeah, it was a moment when I was on a boat with Nicholas and his coach. And um, I was so embarrassed to take off my bathing suit. I um, just, I was out of shape. Uh, we were doing, I think, wakeboarding and wake surfing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I was like, I I just was so um, insecure in that moment. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a change. You know, I think a lot of people need to realize it. 
my thing didn't come out of out of a place of like I hate myself. I want to change. It was I love myself and I'm going to change because I had so many people that supported me and especially Nicholas and his trainer. And I was like, I'm just going to do what they tell me to do. Like, I know I can do this. Like, let's push myself to the limit. So I, in my, uh, decision that I made, it came out of a place of loving myself to want to be better instead of other people in the diet world. Like I hate myself. So now I'm going to try to make a change to try to love myself. So it, you have to really get clear on that because you really have to love yourself to make a lasting change. You know, every single meal that I have right now, it's like, I'm choosing this right now because I love my body and I want to perform the best way possible. If I, after this podcast right now, if I go out and I have bread and cheese and all this crap, I'm not going to be able to really work very well the rest of the day. My energy levels are going to be down. My focus is going to be down. And, um, you know, it really comes out of that place of love. So that moment on that boat really changed everything for me. And, you know, I love your, both of your different perspective, right? I mean, you came at this from very different ways, which is why anybody that's listening to this, regardless of you have a zero support network and you know next to nothing, or you're surrounded by a lot of great people and you have the right framework, no matter where you are, even in the delta between, there's a path for you. And I love, you know, you guys have a podcast. We're going to talk about that in a minute and all the ways that people can get a hold of you. But now with the advent truly of the depth of the internet, there kind of really is no more excuse. I mean, every single thing is available. Even if you don't have a network, people have access to people like you and you show up all over social media and are so inspiring that really, if you are looking for a friend and a mentor and somebody to kind of be your coach buddy, if you will, even if they live in Iowa, you can be that for them. So that's my next question to you, Nicholas, is mindset. Like I said, you are, you show up every bit um, as a, as a guidance counselor, if you will, when it comes to what to eat and what time to eat it and how to eat it as you do mindset, which is why I truly am cyber stalkers of both of yours. So that said on mindset, what, what, or who, or when has been the biggest inspiration for you to not only be a, a health coach, if you will, but a mindset coach, where did that come about? Because you truly are, in my opinion, one of the best. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And to be honest, it all came back to uh, when I came out of high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I had just had no clue. Like I just went, I was like, I guess I'll enroll in junior college because that's what you do. Like I need to at least look like I'm doing something. And then I ended up dropping out because I wanted to learn about like ancient scriptures. I wanted to learn from wisdom of the past. I wanted to learn from the things that were truths that still stand to this day. Uh, that don't change, that people still believe in. And so I sat in my house and I studied the Bible for like a year and a half straight every single day as if it was my college. Every day I woke up, I sat down and I did exactly what I would do in school. And I sat there and I didn't do it for the accredits of man or what people thought about me because everyone thought I was a lazy freaking bum that dropped out of high or dropped out of college uh, and just sits in my house until 5 p.m. every single day. But even my best friend and my mentor at the time, that also was my coach in fitness, uh, you know, he wouldn't hang out with me. He'd tell you every day I'd be in there till 5 p.m. And so I did that every single day. 
And that was the biggest transformational period of my entire life that laid the foundation for everything that I'm doing now. And I will literally never get that time back again until maybe I retire in the future. And that was where my mindset shift happened and why we think we have the top transformational coaching program on the planet because we go in through the literally through the heart and tear things out of your heart and put it into your mind and help you start making decisions based on what's right for you um based off what what's what's actually going to make you happy right there's so many programs out there and the reason people aren't getting results is because the fact that it's just all information we thought that knowledge was going to like was going to change everything for us, right? We, th- we thought that if I just knew how to do it, but the thing is, is that you actually need to know not only how to do it, but how to actually apply the things that you learn to be able to do it. And that's where people's biggest roadblock is now. And that's why we're actually more screwed than ever. Because if you know what to do and you don't execute, you're in a worse place than when you knew nothing at all. And that's just another mindset tip right there. You know what? I'm scared when people come onto some of our programs where I teach and they don't change. I'm scared for the people that come on a coaching call with me and don't make a decision to work with me because I lay out the framework of exactly what they need and the fact that they don't take action on it. I'm I'm scared for them. That's why we've only worked with 500 people. We have a 100% success rate with 500 people, but I'm scared to go bigger because I'm like, wow, I don't want to leave these people in a worse place than they were by them knowing what to do and them not taking action on it. You know, it's a, I think you're probably the only person I've ever spoken with that has made that point when I was in private practice in alternative wellness as well for about 10 years, I would say the same thing that I had a hundred percent success rate, but also know that I didn't take on about two thirds of the people that came to see me because I knew the exact same thing. Once you have awareness of what you should do and you choose not to, to your psyche, that's so much worse than not knowing to begin with. So uh, amazing alignment here on this topic. So with that, give me a couple of tips that you both see and people that you work with where they say, I've tried every diet, I've tried everything and it doesn't work. What, when you hear that, do you offer up to folks to say, okay, maybe you have, but consider this. What is that for you guys? So one thing that Nicholas is a genius at, like you said, he's one of the best mindset um, coaches out there is he really breaks down for people what their priorities are. So at the end of the day, the reason people have tried diets, we believe, and they haven't worked is because it's just a diet. It's really low on their priority list. And when you can put your health as number one, And really realize that if you are truly your best self, you can then, you know, accomplish all your other goals that you have for your life. You know, so we specifically coach men for the most part. And, you know, we say, okay, like, so you love your business. And then like you maybe have uh, your wife or your relationship and then your kids and then like fun. And then health is like number six on the priority list. I'm like, well, that's why you're not getting healthy. Like you just don't make any time for it. And so if we can then make health number one, and that's like the first thing that they do. And then, you know, that then they can serve their business well, they can serve their wife well, which we then, you know, put their wife actually above their business, the relationship above that, um, which the wife always really loves, then they can sustain it. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, like really take a deep look at 
where are your priorities? And if your health is number five on the list, that's why you're not succeeding because you have to make it a top priority in your life. So give me each of you, what are your must-haves when you wake up in the morning? If nothing else happens, for sure, these things are going to happen in order to set yourself up for the best success for that day. What is that for each of you? So mine is going to be meditation, breathing, and hydration, 100%, hands down. I will be any competitor in our field uh, that you know is do not doing those things in the morning. Those, for me, are the things that will happen no matter what, and uh, no one's going to change it. So those are the biggest three things for me. Miss Amanda? Yeah, and I would have to say the same thing. I, I mean, it's just, it's something that, you can do anywhere, you know, for some people it's like, well, I like to lift weights every single morning. It's like, well, at some point you won't be able to access that in the morning. And, you know, with all of our clients that we work with, a lot of them travel a lot. We travel a lot. And it's like, that's that thing that you can do every single morning. It doesn't take much time. And it really just puts you in that good mental state for the day of like, wow, I feel really, really good. Like I took care of myself. Even just doing those little things in the morning can impact your entire day. So speak to this. Um, I also am a big supporter and believer and advocate of daily, a daily meditation practice as well. When you hear people say, I don't have the time for that. I'm already too busy as it is. Wouldn't you agree, and I would love for you to expand on this, that actually incorporating and making that a priority and making time for meditation actually frees up more time of your day because now you have focus and clarity and not as scattered and chaotic um, because you have set up your day the right way. And that's a, such a shift of mindset for people. How do you speak to people about the value of, like I said, just straight meditation and how making time for that actually will create more time of your day? Well, this is the thing. Like, If you want what other people have, you have to do what they do. And I would already know that that person isn't seeing success in certain areas of their life because they think they have to sacrifice uh, certain things to get what they want, not realizing that if I try to call my multimillionaire friend right now, he'll answer the phone. If I try to call my friend who makes $33,000 a year, he won't. He's too busy. So if you want to be like a person who makes $33,000 a year, keep being too busy. Don't put your priorities in check. But if you want to be like the guy who makes millions and millions of dollars a year that has free time to take my phone call right now, then you need to start doing what he does. And if you look at people's life and audit every area, you need to find people that have a balance of life that you want. There's people that are successful in business that are overweight and they look like an orangutan. No offense, dudes, but this is what's going on in the world. And they look terrible and you don't want to be like that. So find someone's life you can model and I guarantee they are doing these things, um, meditating. You know, Some people have a different form, right? Like they, they don't know it's called meditating but they've just naturally done it their whole life and that's why they've seen such great success. But it's just a way for you to be able to slow down. If you want life to live you and you want to react to the world all the time and never be ahead of the game, then don't meditate. But if you want to get outside of what's going on in your current situation and be able to experience what life would be like if you weren't stuck in the middle or the lower class or wherever you're at in the scheme of things, imagine life if everything went well, then you can start living out of that place, 
now, which is the only way that you're going to actually get further ahead or else you'll just be in the same old rat race as everyone else. So again, find someone who's got the results that you want and copy what they're doing if you want the same results. So let's say that person right now is listening and says, wow, I'd, I'd like your results. How do they find you guys? And what is the best means for them to contact you? Yeah, so the best way to contact us would be go to facebook.com and type in Nicholas and Amanda Barely. That'd be the absolute best way. On Facebook, we love uh, everything we run is ran by us, right? All of our Facebook, all of our posts, all of our comments back, we do not take it lightly at all. I care more about depth of relationship over anything. And so that's been my biggest, uh, my my biggest helper, like my biggest strength, but also my biggest downfall because I'm not someone who's going to call 500 people in a day to see success. I'm someone who's going to talk to three all day. So go to facebook.com. If you have any questions or you need anything because you are listening to this podcast, uh, we definitely want to connect to you. And um, yeah, any questions you have, you can ask us there. Nicholas and Amanda Barely. Yeah. And also um, if you guys want to get a hold of us um, even better, we can, uh, Take your email. So we are support at the truechallenge.com. Uh, we actually just got this on Snapchat, Michelle. We Snapchatted that we were on the podcast with you and shouted you out. So we're on Snapchat as well, Nicholas and Amanda Barely. Wow, how am I not your Snapchat friends? I'm going to remedy that the second this thing is over. I'll tell you that right now. So yes, I'm backing this. They are all about Facebook, which is why it's very easy for me to cyberstalk them. And they are phenomenal and the most engaged people with their audience and with the people that care. So if you're looking for a tribe or a community, jump all over it. This is going to be linked into show notes as well. I love them to death. All right, you two beautiful human beings. Last two questions that I ask everybody, and you can both answer this. You can tag team it however you want to answer it. But for somebody listening who is not exactly where they would like to be right now, but maybe this is their sighting of a bag of fruit. This is their tipping point. Single best piece of advice you'd have for them right now is what? Just do it. You need to jump in. There's no, you need to associate more pain with staying where you're at than the pain of what it's going to take to get to where you want to be. So just associate more pain and take action. It's just simple as that. The one who wins steps forward. Awesome. Last final question out of your entire journey of life. And I'm going to ask this of each of you. So Amanda, you get to weigh in here. Yes. (laughs) What is the one thing you absolutely believe to be true? I think for me, I... Everything stems out of knowing that God is good. Um, I think that your outlook on the higher power impacts everything. It, 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 I mean, it's your outlook on life. It's your perspective on situations, relationships, things, money, health, your body. Um, knowing that God is good for me and he's love is everything for me because that's the place that I can live out of. And instead of a place of, you know, fear out of place of lack out of a fear of, um, just really any fear, you know, not operating out of that, but operating out of love because, you know, I believe that God is all around us and we can operate out of that. We're at such a higher level. Nicholas. Yeah. For me, like again, and coming from a place of being connected to the actual source, right? Where you're, you want to do the exactly what you're meant to do in life and you're willing to listen to that voice. From there, when I was 18 years old, I was trying to raise $9,000 to go on a trip 
without talking to one person and without working for any of the money. And so, uh, of course, there was people that asked me about the trip. There's people that maybe saw me around my city and the impact that I wanted to make. I was going to go all over to like nine countries and serve the poorest of the poor people that live in trash dumps and, and have never seen white people before and do all this. And they maybe saw that, but I didn't ask for anything. And I ended up raising that $9,000 sitting in my house and attracting it to me. And so in that moment though, I was so nervous. I was so like overwhelmed by like the fact that I, I felt so sick to my stomach every single day worrying that I wasn't going to make it happen. And this thought came to me that I lived by ever since is that I'd rather do what's right and fail than do what I already know is wrong and succeed. And what that looked like for me is I knew I wasn't supposed to go out there and strive to go make the money, but I wanted to every single day. But I told myself, I know I'm supposed to sit here and show that, that I'm provided for. And so I'd rather do what's right. I know it's already right to not go out there and strive for it. So I'd rather do what's right and fail and not be able to go on the trip and follow what I think is right rather than doing what I already know is wrong, which is going out there and trying to make all the money on my own and succeed and actually go on the trip. So I've always lived my life that I'd rather do what I, what's right and fail than do what I already know is wrong and succeed. Well, there you have it. Like I said, in the area of health and fitness and wellness and mindset, and clearly it's obvious why they have such an amazing marriage. They really are people that I don't say very often that you could look to to model or follow or use as mentors in all aspects of life and being in a way to show up. So both of you, thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy and your passion. It means a great deal to me and to my listeners as well. So thank you both. Oh, thank you, Michelle. We're, we're, I'm just speechless. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone uh, who came on here. We appreciate it so much. You don't even know. Awesome. And I will see both of you at the next Thrive Conference in San Diego at the end of October. You'll hear me talk a lot more about that in the future, but uh, I look forward. And if you guys want to show up and join us, you'll see all of us there. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.